the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Your daily source for in-depth business and investing news. We are Business 1440. KYCR, Golden Valley. A service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Opening arguments in the Senate impeachment trial of former President Donald Trump are now set to begin the week of February 8th. The updated schedule was announced last night by the new Senate Majority Leader, Charles Schumer of New York. That will give both sides a couple of weeks to prepare after the article of impeachment is delivered on Monday. President Biden taking executive action now to provide a stopgap measure of financial relief to millions of Americans. The two executive orders Biden signed would increase food aid, protect job seekers on unemployment, and clear a path for federal workers and contractors to get a $15 hourly minimum wage. He also pressed Congress to quickly consider the $1.9 trillion relief package he's proposing. And that is correspondent Ben Thomas reporting. This is SRN News. This is a national health care alert from the 24-7 Diabetic Health Hotline. If you, a family member, or a loved one has diabetes, listen closely. Now, regardless of your age, if you have insurance, you may qualify to receive diabetic testing supplies with little to no out-of-pocket cost. Get free delivery, free information, and all the paperwork is handled by our accredited suppliers for free. Call the 24-7 Diabetic Health Hotline now for details. Toll free at this number. But wait, there's more. If you call right now, you could get a meter upgrade. In addition, we'll give you a free pair of diabetic socks as our special gift to you. Regardless of your age, if you suffer with diabetes and have insurance, you may qualify to get free delivery of your supplies. 800-439-7409. 800-439-7409. 800-439-7409. That's 800-439-7409. Hi, this is Lee with the Kingdom Builders. Psalm 23.4 tells us, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. We were talking briefly about caning the other day, a punishment that can quickly deter people from crimes. The Lord's staff, a tool of the shepherd, and the rod to correct behavior, both bring comfort to the psalmist. Kind of crazy. I sure do find it easy to appreciate when the Lord uses the staff to guide me and, as a consequence, the other sheep that walk with me. It's a little less easy to appreciate the use of the rod, even though I know it is absolutely required to drive folly from a child of God. Isn't it strange that these two very different tools bring us closer to the very same comforter? If you have any comments about this or other scripture, feel free to contact me at lee at thekingdombuilders.com. That's L-E-E at thekingdombuilders.com. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. The Wall Street Business Network is on the air. I want every American to be prepared for the hard days that lie ahead. Basically the worst parts of the Bible. Is it safe? It's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. States are competing against states. Shameful. Dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. As an educator and former legislator, Professor Banyan steps out of the classroom and onto the airwaves to break down the local and national economic news that matters to you. Shut it down. Screw your P&L. America will pay you more not to work than work. This is a wartime issue and a wartime mobilization is what's needed. It's like people only do things because they get paid. And that's just really sad. This is the time for all Americans to come together and do our part. We have the greatest economy in the world. We have the greatest economy in the history of our country. I think in the end we'll be stronger for it. When will then be now? Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Now, here's King Banyan. 
Good morning and welcome, King Banyan Show. This is 1440. Uh, talking to you from uh, my office up here on the long side of the Mississippi River and St. Cloud State University. Uh, sunny day today. It's, my office faces almost due east. And as I'm looking across at the, at, I'm looking across standing, I'm sitting here in, in Stearns County looking over at Sherburne County. Yeah, for those of you that know your maps really well that's that i'm in that little quadrant of uh, saint cloud and there's an interesting phenomenon that happens in this office this is now my, i think my fourth winter i've spent in this office there comes a point in time where the sun when it comes up is at an angle in the south sky such that the, the sun does not touch the office desk in the morning does not come through so that I can leave all my shades wide open on a on a winter morning and be fine. Well, guess what? Today's the day I actually have to close because if I left them open, I would have this enormous glare out my left eye right now. And I actually celebrate this day because it means, folks, the 60th shortest days of winter are over. The days get longer now. I now open my shades about 30 minutes earlier at the house than I normally do. It's a sunny day outside. And if you watch television this week, you would have thought, or cable or anything, you would have thought that the sun had been gone for four years and now it's out. Okay, I'm pretty sure cancer got cured this week. Um, I'm uh, I'm half jesting. Only half jesting. Now, most people that listen to this show will know two things about it. One, we are the first show of the Northern Alliance Radio Network weekend schedule. Of course, you listen to our friends. You listen to us here on Business 1440. And then you'll move over to 1280 The Patriot and listen to Mitch Berg this afternoon, 1 to 3, and Brad Carlson, 1 to 3, tomorrow afternoon. Same same time, same place, Brad and Mitch, 1 to 3 on the weekends on AM 1280 The Patriot, our sister station, all part of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And when you listen to Mitch and Brad, you get your, you get your politics, you get it good, you get it good and hard as as, uh, Mitch likes to introduce his show the speck of red in a sea of dingy blue well I'm going to end up talking a little bit more about politics over the next few weeks but only insofar as it affects economics and for those of you that are new to the show first of all welcome thank you for being here and let me give you a little personal history um, I'm King Banyan. The show is named after me. I am currently a dean at St. Cloud State University, dean of the School of Public Affairs. I came here to teach economics all the way back in 1984, and I've been on the faculty ever since. And my background is I, I went to grad school to, at Claremont, and everyone knows Claremont for, for its political views. But back in the 70s, when I, when I applied and was accepted to go to Claremont, it was also known as a place where a lot of economic forecasting happened. Um, and, um, and indeed, uh, you had uh, Jim Meggs, who ran the Claremont Economics Institute at that time. You had John Rutledge, who eventually became an economist that worked with David Stockman in the first Reagan White House. Um, some people who worked on fiscal policy came out of that space. Very classic economics folks who were involved in policy and had a good understanding of politics. So when I tell people I studied economics at Claremont, their first reaction is, oh, you must be a real right winger. And I say, well, no, probably not as much as some folks. But I would say, that I always pr- approach the, econo- the, the political material um, through a lens that's known in my field as public choice. 
And what public choice means is simply the application of economic principles to the study of political behavior. And in, in that way, the way it's put best by the late Nobel economist uh, James Buchanan, I call what I do politics without romance. And so for me, watching the, watching the, the, the inauguration, yes, it's a beautiful spectacle of pageantry and yes there was less of it because of the parades but they certainly you have to say man it sort of felt like you know it felt like a night at the lincoln center put on on the on the national mall okay the the biden administration sure knows how to get a list hollywood broadway talent into its material they have no lack of folks to do that. Um, but what I'm watching for are different things. Now, having said that, every new administration, be it Republican or Democrat, comes with an agenda, comes with a, the, the first 100 days, something that started with FDR and has been with us ever since. Uh, also, by the way, the first time in which I believe it, am I right about this was thirty-three. The first year that we did the we did the inauguration in January rather than March. I think I'm right about that. Um, I should have probably looked that up before for this opening monologue. But the first hundred days represents a, a a time in which you expect there to be a lot of new things push forward. So you tend to want to watch what happens in those first few weeks to get the sense of what's coming ahead for the next four years. So as a forecaster, not as a political observer, but as a forecaster, I'm trying hard to watch where do I think this administration wants to go with with regulation because if there's one thing we you know we pretty much have to give an unqualified credit for and this is where my my political ideology does come through i think largely to the credit of his administration the trump administration ushered in deregulation that arguably was more far reaching than even that of of uh ronald reagan uh, may his name be praised um and i think I, I, I think we're going to see pretty quickly reversals of a lot of that, a lot of that regulation. We're going to get a really interesting experiment. If we're right as economists to say that deregulation caused an increase in the growth rate of this economy and could be, could be sustained, then re-regulation should slow it down. You would think. Unless you want, unless you got some really clever argument about asymmetries, I'm going to guess, I'm going to guess that you're going to you're going to probably come out uh, in favor of uh, uh, come out in favor of uh, thinking thinking that the re-regulation that we're already beginning to see, no, no, um, I think a bellwether it itself probably doesn't do a whole heck of a lot. But the bellwether of that being the the withdrawal of the permits for the Keystone XL pipeline. I think that's a bellwether. I think that's the canary in the coal mine that just hit the bottom of the cage uh, to tell us that those days of deregulatory fervor in the various agencies of the executive branch are done. And intending to finish them with a with a flourish. Now in the next hour I'm going to talk I'm going to take some time to talk about minimum wages but what I want what I want to focus on right now is the big push for a, another call it phase 5 covid relief package where we're using language that strikes me as being far more like far more like the language of stimulus that was used in 2009. 
just as people say that this particular administration looks like a reprise of either the looks like either the third Obama administration or and I think this is interesting perhaps the third Bill Clinton administration I think that's interesting an interesting comparison and and I may tease that out at some point but uh, it's going to take uh, looking at the persons we are going to look at um how it is that this 1.9 trillion dollar phase 5 package is being presented and how they're talking about it and how I think it runs contrary to the economy that we have right now. And I'm going to start in a really weird place because I'm going to actually start with talking about I know you guys hate it when I do this. I'm going to talk a little bit about sports but I want to use sports to make a point about the uncertainties that lie ahead over the next few months and how I think they're going to be used to push a pretty big, in fact, whopping uh, um, bill. I, Unlike many people who think, well, at 1.9, they'll cut it to a billion. They'll cut it maybe even under a billion. You'll get some of it. You won't get much. Okay? My money's on... He's going to get pretty much all of that. And I don't think we're going to like how that turns out. We'll be back after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. It's The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Whoa, look at all these options. You could fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream Business 1440. Top shelf choices include TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com our free app and radio.com. Hello, beautiful. I'm Amy Errett, founder of Madison Reed, a hair color company I named after my daughter. We've heard from thousands of women about hair color, and the number one question is how to find the right shade. With Madison Reed, we guarantee a perfect shade match or your money back. It's easy. Take our online color quiz to determine your perfect shade. See yourself in your best shade with our online try-on tool or call our licensed colorist seven days a week. Our ammonia-free hair color delivers gorgeous, soft, shiny, multi-dimensional, healthy-looking hair with 100% gray coverage. Enjoy two great ways to get Madison Reed hair color. Visit a Madison Reed color bar or shop madison-reed.com and get 10% off plus free shipping on your first color kit. Use code BETTERWAY. That's code BETTERWAY. Try it. Love it. That's the beauty of Madison Reed. In 1901, a woman by the name of Annie Taylor climbed into a barrel so that she could ride that barrel over Niagara Falls, the first person to do so. The reason for her crazy endeavor? She was struggling to make ends meet, and she was hoping for fame and financial security. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family mortgage team that tries to improve your financial outlook without having to ship you over a 170-foot waterfall. Our mortgage team happens to be an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. This advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money through a refinance, or help you with a cash-out refinance, cashing out some of your home's equity to use for life. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Middle Park Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to animalistconsumeraccess.org. Corporate animalist number 1335. Rack animalist number 65233. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota. Get that Rack Shack attack. Rack Shack barbecue. Pick it up or take it out. RackShackToGo.com or RackShackDelivery.com. It's so easy. Hey, you've been working hard. Half the staff is gone and your crew needs a lift. Go to RackShackToGo.com for pickup or RackShackDelivery.com and we'll bring it out to you. It's America's food and the right thing to do. Get that RackShack attack. RackShack barbecue. Daily headlines, investing guidance, and insightful financial discussion are just a tap away with our free mobile app. Simply search for Business 1440 in the App Store, and in seconds, you'll be connected with the brightest minds in business and investing. It's a beautiful morning. Well, if you like 15 degrees, it's a beautiful morning. Let me check. Oh, 16. Wow. 
fabulous. King Banyan Show, Business 1440. If you're listening to us over the uh, the web at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com right now or or using our heart or any of your, your favorite streaming applications, uh, first of all, thanks. Love having you here. Secondly, we look at weather like this. I mean, my wife and I intend to go out for a walk after after the show's over today. It's really nice. Um, I hate the wind. I tried. Oh God, I'm such a wimp. I tried Wednesday to um, to go out for a run, and the wind it was about 28 degrees when I went out, but the wind was blowing probably about 28 miles per hour. Maybe not quite that much. Maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit, but it was a good 15 to 20 mile an hour wind, two miles. I'm telling you, Wyatt, I was just a complete wimp. I could not do it. Maybe we've talked about this before, King, but do you use a treadmill ever, or are you against those, let's say, for, for winter running? If if you had to, I, would you use one? I I do not use a treadmill. Uh, as uh, listener Don knows, uh, because he's been giving me advice uh, through through Twitter and through uh, other means, I bought a, I bought a stationary bike. And I like my stationary bike, and I've been using it three times a week. But when the roads are there, it's fine. I'll tell you. Okay, so here's the thing about a treadmill: um, we don't run at a necessarily most even pace, right? Our, some of our steps are faster than others. But on the treadmill, the, the 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 belt is turning at the same rate all the time. It means that your feet are sometimes striking at different places, and it can cause undue stre- stress that I can't tolerate on my on my knees and shins. Mm-hmm. I actually find running on a treadmill to be more difficult for my legs than running on running on a pavement, even in the cold. Well, that's why I, why I ask is because I know some people are the same way. They they don't like the treadmill for that very reason, and so I yeah, was just I can't just curious yep. if you would sacrifice. Uh, the cold and the the wind for your knees, I no. guess. <laughs> well, no, and 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 having been an injured runner, I can tell you, I just get it, it. I'm just not going through it. I mean, I'm in my 60s. Uh, injuries at my age take a lot longer to heal, and I'm just not willing to. <laughs> to, to, to they just do. Yeah. I mean, I yep. mean, when I was in my when I was in my 20s, I I mean, I broke two ribs playing basketball in grad school and was back on the court in three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Now I think if I broke, you know, three ribs, I'd be out for three years. <laughs> uh, right? So, uh, uh, so I mean, I don't play basketball anymore. But, uh, but it, it's it's just um, it's just the way things are. Uh, I mean, I just I just don't want to do that. But it's a nice day up here. Okay, so if you're listening to us from some other place, this is nice. It's a lot warmer here than it is in Russia right now, where they're having protests as we speak in some parts of Russia out in the far east. The temperatures in Yakutsk, in uh, which people who play Risk will know where that is, uh, the temperatures are 60 degrees below zero Fahrenheit. And there are people protesting the arrest of Alexei Navalny uh, there. The, the, the protests have now reached Moscow, where it would be about three, maybe four in the afternoon. Uh, and uh, I think four in the afternoon right now. Uh, and... Um, and they've just and and they've just arrested in the last uh, half hour. They've just arrested his wife. So I'm keeping an eye on that. I don't typically do hard news here, but uh, people that listen to the show know. And if you're new to the show, then you might not know. Uh, I used to do a lot of work in uh, the former Soviet Union uh, in the successor countries, including spending a year as a as an advisor to the central bank in Ukraine. Uh, I've been an advisor in uh, Armenia, uh, have been in uh, Macedonia, uh, North Macedonia, now it's officially called. Um, so I, I keep an eye on, on – that's the region of the, of the world that I keep a pretty close eye on. And uh, I'll, I'll have a I've got a – I've got a screen up to keep an eye on that, on what's happening there in case uh, any news changes. We'll try to get to you during the show today. Um, 651-289-4477, a number to call with questions and comments. 651-289-4477. Since Wyatt's on right now, I'm going to ask him to, uh, I'm going to ask him to, to talk about this issue a little bit. I believe there's a lot of people who are going to be talking about the economy as if we are teetering on the edge of darkness, as if we're really 
really close. Okay, so let's play a clip first, Wyatt, before before you and I talk about this. But um, Brian Deese is the new chair of the National Economic Council. This is the position that Larry Kudlow had in the Trump administration. Brian Deese is brought forward to talk about this $1.9 trillion Phase 5 COVID relief bill, and he says this. Play that cut, please. So, the, so, so what I can tell you is the single most important thing economically right now is to take decisive action uh, along the lines of what we've laid out uh, in this rescue plan. Uh, and you hear, again, from economists across the board, whether it's the Federal Reserve, uh, the International Monetary Fund, uh, and economic experts across the political spectrum as well. When you're at a moment uh, that is as precarious as the one we find ourselves in, the risk of doing too little, the risk of undershooting far outweighs the risk of doing too much. And that's the economic logic, the economic case behind this package. Almost at the identical moment to him saying this, at the identical moment to him saying this, the Institute for Supply Management and Market uh, Securities puts out the Manufacturing and Servicing Services Purchasing manage, Management Indexes um, that are up to 58 from 55.3, uh, and it was up unexpectedly. Market says U.S. businesses reported a strong start to 2021. Buoyed by hopes that vaccine developments will mean the worst of the pandemic is behind us and that the new administration will provide a stable and supportive environment for stronger economic growth. Capacity constraints are biting amid the growth spurt. Not only have the last two months seen supply shortages develop at a pace not previously seen in the survey's history, but prices have also risen due to the imbalance of supply and demand. Input costs inflation consequently also hit a survey high and exert further upward pressure on average selling prices for goods and services. Now, at the very same time that they're publishing this, Dees is saying that, and we look around and we see stories, and there was a story that I saw and I said, oh, Wyatt should talk about this, because Wyatt actually probably pays more attention to college basketball than I do. I'm an NBA guy, and I don't watch a lot of college basketball. But I read a piece written by Paul Mirangoff at Powerline Blog. Powerline, of course, one of the original Northern Alliance Radio Network blogs back in the early 2000s. And it, it talked about the possibility that they're not going to be able to pull off the NC2A basketball tournament, the March Madness. What do you know about this, Wyatt? And, and, and what's, your, what's your estimate of uh, whether or not they're going to be able to pull this off? In my opinion, they can't afford not to. You, you look at last year, I don't remember what the exact number was, King, but I think they lost somewhere between 50 to $100 million in revenue just from not having that tournament. I mean, they made a great point. That tournament alone for the NCAA pays for a lot of these other sports that they play. You know, March Madness is kind of their big thing. So that's why we've seen so many different programs at schools get cut because there's just not enough money that was revenated from from that tournament. So I don't think they can afford not to. And I personally think that they're going to have a tournament this year, regardless of if they have to cut it down to a certain number of teams, keep it at what they have it at now, which is the traditional 68. I just I don't see a way that they can't afford not to do it. They have to have it. If they don't have it, the NCAA could be in extreme danger of, I don't want to say they're on the brink of, running into a financial issue, but you can argue with how much money they lost last year. If they were to have that again, I don't know what, what they would do or where they would turn to. Yeah, I, so we know, for example, that the Ivy League decided just not to play a basketball season. Mm -hmm. We know that of the, of the major conferences, um, many of them have been canceling games left and right. How many? I, I do not know that Minnesota – has Minnesota lost – University of Minnesota lost any games in the Big Ten yet this year? Yes, they have. So uh, it's funny. There was a quote the other day from somebody. If the Gophers played the NCAA tournament at the barn, they would go to the Final Four because they never lose at home. But any game in the Big Ten that they play on the road, they tend to drop. So they're actually 4-4 four and four in conference play. But I think they're still ranked like 17th. So, I mean, they're, they're a very strong team this year. 
So they're going to be able to play in the tur- tournament, assuming the tournament happens. If, and they've moved the tournament into a bubble, right? Yeah, it's it's all at, at the moment going to be played in the state of Indiana. And I think they want to do it at eight different gymnasiums, but they might cut that down to four even. And I know even the schedule is going to be different this year based on COVID procedures and the number of teams all playing at the same location. So it, it is going to look different than it has in year past, but you can already see the extreme measures that they're willing to take to try and make this happen. Right. So I agree, by the way, just on a, just just in terms of talking about the business of college sports, mm-hmm. I don't think they can go two years in a row without having without having the men's tournament. No, they can't. The, the men's bass. They just can't afford to. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think so. You know, as 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 uh, my father used to like to say, come hell, high water or little green people, that thing's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, that, right. <laughs> that is going to happen uh-huh. uh, in some form. Um, I think, though, I think the timing of this is fortuitous in a number of ways. I think the bas- that I mean, I think basketball may be part of the way in which. Folks like uh, 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 Brian Deese are going to get their wish to sort of call this like precarious with the balance. Oh my gosh, we might have to cancel the NC2A basketball tournament again. Mm-hmm. Well, they're not going to. They can't afford to. Just for the very same reason that that after some leak was in the Times of London yesterday morning that uh, actually would have been like late Thursday night for us here. Um, that said uh, some senior Japanese government officials said, ah, the Tokyo Olympics, they're not going to happen. Okay? The International Olympic Committee and and, and the official spokesperson for the, for the government in Japan both come out and say, whoa, 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 whoa no, no, no. The Olympics are going to happen. Don't you worry. We're going to have the Olympics. Um, because they can't afford not to have them happen. Right? They're not and, – and we're caught in this balance, Right? You've got an economy that's growing well. Look, initial jobless claims came in below the number they had. Every manufacturing index you look at is below is, is growing at faster than expected rates. You look at the housing numbers. Look at the housing numbers that you just would have heard on our on our previous show here on Business 1440. Those guys are talking about we can't find houses. This is the problem right now. It's not a matter that people aren't willing to buy houses. It's the problem is that there's not enough supply. And you can only, it takes time to build new ones. And it takes land, by the way. And there are lots of people who don't want to sell their land to you because they think they'll get a better price later. Because you know what that sounds like to me? That sounds like asset inflation. Right? And in the middle of all that, in the middle of all that, here's this, here's this Brian Deese fellow who I've got to be honest with you, I don't even know who he is. I don't know his history, and I didn't bother to go look up his Wikipedia page because I don't actually really care. All I know is this guy in this economy, which seems to have a lot of liquidity already in it with a savings rate that's double what's out there, the issue is not the need for more money. The issue is figuring out how to do the things that we, that we do together, like a basketball tournament or an Olympics, or dining out. How do we get to do those things? And that's why the issue isn't the $1.9 billion, trillion dollars of stimulus, okay? Within it, is there, some, there might be some money that pays, pays for vaccines. That really does matter. But this other stuff, no, it doesn't matter. But, but my God, you know, they love to spend this stuff. And I'm going to tell you after this why I think March Madness will end up being part of the re- way in which they're going to pass most of that dang money. It's going to happen. We'll talk about it right after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. The COVID-19 pandemic is the worst healthcare crisis of our lifetime. Hospitals, care centers, and their staff are overwhelmed, and it's getting worse. By now, we all know someone who's been affected by the virus, but there is hope. Vaccines are coming and getting closer every day. But while we wait for relief, you need to do your part. Wear a mask, wash your hands, and maintain your distance. It's for now, not forever. This message sponsored by the Helmsley Charitable Trust, aired with the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. 
How'd you like to eliminate your expensive cable bill forever or get new satellite internet where cable can't go? Well, now you can have affordable satellite internet service for a few dollars a day. All you need is a mini satellite installed, and you can have unlimited internet connections wirelessly in your home or office. And no cable boxes means unlimited connections and no clutter. You can surf the internet or stream any of your favorite television services with no cable. And the best part is, satellite internet service costs only a few dollars a day for your entire home. Yes, fast internet to surf or stream television for a few bucks a day. Call now for free details and learn how to drop your expensive cable bill. 800-430-8761-800-430-8761-800-430-8761. That's 800-430-8761. Does your office need a little TLC? Do you notice your bathrooms are a bit smelly? Are the surfaces in your break room a little sticky? And isn't that the same coffee spill on the floor and chili splatter in the microwave from weeks ago? If so, I've got the solution. Hi, I'm Tasha, owner of Forever Cleaning. We're family-owned and offer affordable, reliable office cleaning all over the Twin Cities metro area. So if your office is screaming for help, call me today. Let's get you scheduled for your free walkthrough so you can receive your free quote at 763-807-9817. If you mention this ad, you'll receive 15% off your first month of service. Again, call 763-807-9817. Or you can visit my website at forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, evrcleaning.com. Remember, Forever Cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. Did you know the Business 1440 app can do more than just stream your favorite shows? Here is cool feature number one. You can set an alarm on the app that will automatically start streaming us at whatever time you decide. It's easy. Just open the menu in the upper left-hand corner, select alarm, and choose a time. You can set it to wake you up in the morning with Bill Gunderson or any of your favorite programs. Download the free Business 1440 mobile app today. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. Business 1440. Well, I haven't heard this for a while. Um, 651-289-4477. The number to call with questions and comments. King Banyan Show here on Business 1440. Twin Cities Uh Always happy to be member of the NARN. We, we bat lead off and set the table for the rest of the weekend. Um uh, Let's think about this a little bit. Uh, President Biden was out right after this, right after about the same time I heard uh, NEC Director uh, Deese in in the cut I just played. And why don't we play, I don't, we didn't talk about how to number these, uh, but uh, I hope you know which one I wanted. This is the, this is the national emergency one. This is the terminology they're using. We're in a national emergency. This is President Biden using those very words. The bottom line is this. We're in a national emergency. We need to act like we're in a national emergency. So we've got to move with everything we've got. We've got to do it together. I don't believe Democrats or Republicans are going hungry and losing jobs. I believe Americans are going hungry and losing their jobs. And we have the tools to fix it. We have the tools to get through this. We have the tools to get this virus under control and our economy back on track. And we have the tools to help people. So let's use the tools, all of them. Use them now. So this is a standard refrain in every in my mind, in every uh, recent presidency, normally presidents run their economies pretty hot as they approach re-election because they want the economy to look as good as possible. And then if inflation rears up, the best time to take on inflation by tightening fiscal and monetary policy is what you do after the election. 
But during the Obama peer, during the first Obama administration, during the Trump administration, during the during the George W. Bush administration, it's been now the practice that a new president comes in and immediately says things look really bad. Let's pass a package. Let's let's pass. Let's spend some money. And in order to convince you that you got to spend the money and it's got to be a big number, you got to do it right now, you have to sell people that things are really bad. What would be better for that than to tell people, I think the NC2A men's basketball tournament's in trouble. It might not get played for a second year. and We might lose all the college sports except for football and basketball. We might lose them all. Because we don't get the, we're not going to get, we're going to be two years without, without that sweet, sweet network money coming to pay, coming to pay all of those, all those coach salaries. Because God forbid we should ever pay the students. <gasps> I didn't, I shouldn't have said that. Okay. Um, yeah, you could have thrown a drop in there. Um, but what's the emergency? We're going to get GDP report for the f- fourth quarter coming up here in a, in a scant in a scant days Thursday, so next weekend's show, which normally is the oh gosh what will we talk about? It's the fifth Saturday of the month. What do we do? No, we actually will get the GDP report. So it'll be GDP Saturday on uh, the King Banyan show next week. Numbers coming out Thursday. You want to hear what the expectations are? Okay, Merrill Lynch. We expect the first the first estimate of fourth quarter GDP growth to come in at a robust 4.5% supported by continued strength in residential and equipment investment. Consumption likely slowed but remained positive. Goldman Sachs, we left our Q4 GDP tracking estimate unchanged at 4%. The New York Fed now casting report, which has always been sort of the negative Nelly of the bunch. The New York Fed staff now cast stands at 2.6 for 2020 quarter four and 6.6% for 2021 Q1. Now, here's the important thing about these. Let me read you one more, the Atlanta Fed one. Um, GDP now model for real GDP growth in the fourth quarter 2020 is 7.5%, up from 7.4% in the previous estimate. Here's the important thing. The two now casts, do not do a forward look into thinking whether or not a stimulus bill is going to get passed by March 30th. And they're at 2.6 and then 6.6 for the New York Fed. The Atlanta Fed, which doesn't do a quarter ahead, it just does, looks at the most previous quarter, says 7.5%. Where's the emergency? Well, they're going to have to trot out other stories, and so we'll bring stories. You will see tons of stories about rest. You know, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the people that run restaurants who were told, "Well, yeah, it's really sad, but you know, pandemic, man, um, you're just going to have to live with it." From the folks that were trying to tell us how things bad things were because President Trump was mismanaging everything. Um, all of a sudden, those stories about the restaurateurs who are suffering will show up on the news. The NC2A, men's basketball tournament, <gasps> might get canceled, will show up on the 6 o'clock news. This is a common pattern. And if there's one thing that Congress can always agree on, it's to spend more money. So when people are doing these forecasts and they're saying, well, I don't think they're going to spend 1.9, but we're going to do our estimate based on a $1 trillion model. I apologize. Sometimes I say billions because I can't get my head around. I still have trouble getting my head around the word trillion as a common feature of my language. Okay, because I didn't grow up in Italy with lira um, or Turkey with lira. Uh, how How do I get myself to... How do I, you know, they get to themselves to, well, why not 1.9, but it'd be 1.1. That's a political judgment. And in, in, in my life as a forecaster, I have to do this. I'm quoted in the paper, okay, saying, well, I have to, you know, someone said, does COVID affect your forecast? 
uh, asked this uh, this very nice young reporter asked me this uh, in our local paper here as we get ready to do our forecast at our our economic outlook panel I'll tell you more about it after the break but she says how does COVID affect your model I said look I can't do a forecast of 2021 without forecasting how many more infections will there be how quickly will the vaccine get through and so forth I also can't do a forecast without trying to forecast how much money is government going to spend and give me a rough guess of where it's going to get spent. Because I have to then run that through. Is that money being spent going to actually increase output? Is that money being spent actually going to help with, with um, is that actually going to help with the production problems? Because as I said, as I read to you before from the, from the market report, the issue is not the consumer. The consumer has money and wants to spend it, and they are buying stuff left and right. I tweeted to you at Pound KBRS yesterday, every, or maybe maybe two nights ago, but, but in the last 48 hours, <clears throat> the number of ships that are waiting outside the ports in Los Angeles and Long Beach are amazing. Numbers that you have, that they report, we haven't seen it like this. There are more ships waiting to get docked in Long Beach and in the port of Long Beach and the port of Los Angeles than there are docks out there. So some of them are going to sit out there at anchor for weeks waiting to get brought in. Why is that happening? It's because people in the United States have all this money and they are going to they want to spend it and they would love to wait for the restaurant to be open. They would love to, to wait for, uh, you know, for a concert. I had a friend, we were just talking last night about uh, uh, Hank Aaron passing away. He had planned to go to the National Baseball Hall of Fame last last June. Okay, take a tip from me. If you like baseball even the slightest little bit and you have not been to Cooperstown, you're missing something. It is, in my mind, the best museum for anything other than art that I have ever been to. And I love going to like clock museums, industrial museums. I've been to a museum about pencils. I've been to museums about paper currency. Well, I'm a monetary economist. Why wouldn't I? Um, But I've been to lots of Cooperstown is, is, is a cut above them all. It's, it's just amazing. You got to go, but that's the thing. We don't know when it is we're going to be able to go. And because of that, we're buying goods. And we're buying these goods. And goods inflation is coming, my friends. It's coming. And on top of this, by using stories about the places where we're not allowed to do things, like the basketball tournament, like the Olympics, like that local restaurant, we're going to throw another $1.9 billion, excuse me, trillion dollars of money into of extra liquidity into this with the entire field of scarecrows holding matches i don't think this ends well we'll be back after this you're listening to the king banyan show on business 1440 business 1440 is kycr golden valley You and your business are online today more than ever. Most people are working from home and meeting via Internet, and that means IT structures are overtaxed and Wi-Fi is humming. An outage in one of your critical systems now could be a fatal blow to your operation. Arby's Computer Service is ready and able to help. Their staff is standing by and prepared to offer assistance. If your business IT system experiences a failure, give Arby's a call. Their professional team of certified computer and networking specialists is experienced in diagnosing and solving a wide range of issues. With Arby's Computer Service on the job, you'll never have to worry about dealing with IT-related issues on your own, whether it's for your personal system or business. Arby's Computer Service knows that Internet traffic is surging, and they're available now to help. You'll always get competitive pricing, trustworthy advice, and excellent customer service from Randy and his team at Arby's Computer Service. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. 
I'm Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony I'm Madrid. Staff Sergeant Smith Cal. Staff Sergeant I'm Alex. Staff Sergeant Keeley. William Lewis, and I am proud to defend my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me. I am proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. Even as technology evolves and changes, our commitment to defend and protect this nation remains steadfast. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving. We celebrate our proud history and look towards an exciting and uniting future. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. And I'm proud to be a member. And of I'm proud to serve in the United and States. And I am proud to protect our country. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com. How do you define strength? Is it physical? Or is it mental? Maybe it's both. Maybe it's whatever empowers a person to dig deeper, fight harder, and overcome obstacles that once seemed insurmountable. Discover how much stronger and more confident your children can be. Encourage them to participate in a sport when they go to high school. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. Business 1440 has listeners all over the nation, so we make it as convenient as possible to listen in. Hear honest and professional financial insight by streaming us on iHeartRadio, the TuneIn app, our Facebook page, or at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Cool voiceover. Zany sound effect. We were going to write something flashy about streaming us at Radio.com, but considering how easy it is to do, we'll keep it simple, too. Listen to Business 1440 at Radio.com. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, Business 1440. I'm, I feel a little bit out on an island here. I'm hearing a lot of people talking about deflation, and I'm not. I hear a lot of people saying, well, the usual political process, that, that stimulus bill will get cut, and, and it, won't be, it won't be so bad. We'll, we'll, okay, and to me, that's sort of, it's sort of like the little bit pregnant argument. Um, I, I don't think, I don't think that, um, it's going to get cut much at all. And I think it's not going to get cut because there are, if you want to tell a story that the economy's doing badly, there are lots of people you can, you can go to and get those stories. I know I, I'm on a board for a, 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 a theater here in a, uh, a theater here, a, a nonprofit theater in, in an arts district here in the St. Cloud area. I, um, uh, I am sure. I am sure that they would be horrified because they're like, my life's terrible. Things are going bad, and and they are. I'm not trying to deny that there are parts of the economy that are doing badly. I I remember I have a child who works in the food industry. He's had a terrible year. Okay, he's he's had a he, he I don't even want to get into all the issues he's had. But uh caller uh caller writes in uh caller uh, calling us at 651-289-4477 asks through Wyatt says if businesses are closed, what good is the money that's being sent to them? That's the problem. The problem is you're sending the money, and we've seen it. It's sitting in savings. But the other thing that happens to that anonymous caller is I shift my spending towards those things that I can buy while being while I because and don't buy the things that I'm not being allowed to buy. I'm not being allowed to buy an evening out with my spouse at a restaurant and a, and a show. So instead. I'm buying a 70, 80, 90-inch TV screen to put in my new, in the basement of my brand new house in my game room. And I'm doing that by being sure that my my bid is the one that wins it. Listen to this. This is from, it's over here. The National Association of Home Builders Sentiment Index slipped from 83 to 86, right? 
Both the current and expectations component fell by two points. Prospective buyer traffic was down five points. NAHB said, quote, Despite robust housing demand and low mortgage rates, buyers are finding a dearth of new homes on the market, which is exacerbating affordability problems. Builders are grappling with supply-side constraints <coughs> related to lumber and other material costs, a lack of affordable lots, and labor shortages. Labor shortages that delay delivery time and put upward pressure on home prices. This is the this is where this is what's happening to that money caller. That money's going into buying bigger houses and pushing up the price of housing. Now my children are in their twenties and thirties, and they don't own homes yet. What's happening to them? Right? I say, well, mortgage rates, mortgage rates are coming down. They're going to be great. Well, that's not going to do them any darn good. If you insist that they have to have a 20% down payment, which I would tell them you really should have a 20% down payment to protect yourself when the price comes down, that, that all of a sudden you're making, you're paying all this money on a house. that's not even worth the mortgage you have. You don't, that's a, that's a terrible situation. Okay. But people like my children, people, if you're my age, if you're in your fifties and sixties, you probably have children in your, in their twenties, maybe in their thirties. This money that we're going to pump in is ending up in the housing market, and that's driving up the down payment that your children need to buy their first home. And that, and and this is a key path in this country. It has been a key path, and I think it will continue to be a key path by which families build wealth. Is it the best way to build wealth? We can make an argument about why they should just go ahead and rent and instead put the money into this or that or other, some other asset, okay? I'm happy to have that discussion. You might have a better plan than I do. But it has been a tradition in this country that the way the middle class builds wealth is by building up equity in the home that they occupy. And I haven't seen a convincing case yet that that's a bad way in which middle class families build themselves up. And that's becoming harder right now. The more money we dump into the system that's going to go into buying goods and assets like houses because it can't go to buy services. And on top of all that, the other thing President Biden does this week I think makes matters even worse. We'll tell you about those right after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. In 1901, a woman by the name of Annie Taylor climbed into a barrel so that she could ride that barrel over Niagara Falls, the first person to do so. The reason for her crazy endeavor? She was struggling to make ends meet, and she was hoping for fame and financial security. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family mortgage team that tries to improve your financial outlook without having to ship you over a 170-foot waterfall. Our mortgage team happens to be an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. This advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money through a refinance, or help you with a cash-out refinance, cashing out some of your home's equity to use for life. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Melville Park, Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to animalistconsumeraccess.org. Corporate animalist number 1335. Rack animalist number 65233. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota. This is a potter's field. When people can't pay for their funerals, they are buried here. It is a lonely, desolate place, littered with unmarked headstones. No one visits. No one leaves flowers. But it doesn't have to be that way. For as low as $1 a day, you can ensure your family will have the money to pay your funeral expenses. We offer burial insurance plans that pay up to $30,000. Considering the average funeral costs more than $10,000, that's peace of mind for your family. There are no medical exams, your rates won't increase, and your policy cannot be canceled as long as you make your premium payments. 
Call now to get approved in minutes and ensure your final resting place is more than just a pauper's grave in a potter's field. 800-323-8137. 800-323-8137. That's 800-323-8137. Paid for by Final Expense Direct. High school sports are as American as apple pie. And going to a game or meet is a chance to see the stars of tomorrow shine today. But as anybody who's ever attended a high school sporting event in Minnesota knows, you can't have the stars without the stripes. High schools are currently looking for new officials in almost every sport. Who looks good in stripes? Anybody looking for a way to stay connected to a sport they love. If you like the idea of giving back to your community while earning a few extra bucks, chances are you'd look good in stripes too. We want to hear from you. We need to hear from you. No officials means no games. No stripes means no stars. And what kind of America would that be? Minnesota needs more high school officials. Go to highschoolofficials.com to sign up or learn 